Welcome into the New Orleans Saints podcast, presented by SeatGeek. You'll hear from players, coaches, broadcasters, and writers that cover the NFL on a daily basis. The New Orleans Saints podcast starts right now. Here's your host, Aaron Summers. Welcome to the Saints podcast. I'm Aaron Summers. The Saints are back at practice today after taking Wednesday to rest and recover following the Monday night game against the Ravens. Head coach Dennis Allen and a few players spoke to the media Wednesday. Linebacker Demario Davis talked about the team's lack of consistency on the defensive side of the ball after the 27-13 loss to Baltimore. I think uh, it's all about your process. You just you just always refining the process. Um, it's 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 coming in, putting the work in, um, learning learning your opponents. Uh, putting together a good game plan and then finding a way to go execute the game plan. Um, we played good football. We were able to go out and execute that, that game plan when we when we, uh, when we have it, we weren't. Um, and so just got to find a way to put it all together. The good thing is uh, we're one week removed from putting it all together. Uh, this past one, uh, we didn't do that so well. So it's about just getting back to it. Here's tight end Jawan Johnson on the mentality after the loss. I just felt like, you know, the Ravens came to play and we didn't. We didn't score enough points and, you know, we didn't stop them. And, and that's pretty much it. I feel like it's I feel like it's pretty it's pretty simple. Um, you know, offensively, we just didn't do a good job moving the ball or getting things together. We really couldn't stay on the field long enough to really get something going or really figure out what we needed to do. And so, you know, that's really it really falls on us to, you know, get that sort of thing going. You know, uh, it all starts on the line, the tight end, to really get that push for our run game to get going so we can open up the pass. So, I mean, that's that's really on us. And, you know, we take full uh, credibility for that and, and full accountability for that to know that we need to do better. And uh, defensively, I know guys are happy with their performance because they, they obviously we have one of the best defenses in the league and they know that that wasn't acceptable. So, um Honestly, it's just going into next week and knowing that we need to do what we need to do. Our Raiders game, that's probably the most complete games we played, but that was two weeks ago, and we're only good as our last game, and that's what we showed. And so the, the next best thing to do is to go out, practice hard this week, uh, you know, pay attention to the details and get back to the drawing board so we can keep moving the ball and putting points on the board because we know last week wasn't acceptable, only scoring one touchdown. So I think we, we just need to do better. Davis said the team has to find a way to force more turnovers. The team is currently last in the NFL in turnover margin at minus 10. Uh, yeah, you got to find a way to take the ball away. We just haven't done it good enough this year. We got we to gotta find a way to do that. Uh, we got many more opportunities and gotta get, we got to find a way to get that done. It's, it's just all about applying pressure. Um, I think this game starts with, with stopping the run, um, having 11 guys to the football, uh, be able to punch the ball out create those opportunities, then you get more opportunities to create uh, quarterback in longer situations, getting after the quarterback that allows him to either, you know, be forced to hold it on longer than, than he wants to, or, uh, you know, force a throw. And so that's, that's, that those are ways just, just playing uh, faster than your opponent, putting yourselves in uh, favorable situations. For Davis, it comes down to the work the team is putting in at practice. I believe that everything you see on Sunday is 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 a direct result of of the work that you put in the week. 
And so you have to, you have to continue to fine tune that process and figure out, uh, you know, what is it that allows us uh, to play at that, at that, at that speed and with that violence and with that efficiency of high level understanding of what the game plan is and then going in and executing that game plan to the T and doing it, you know, fast and physical that makes it uncomfortable for the opponent. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to the, to the, to the challenge this week and the opportunity to, to, to put that on display, but that begins and I'll work in a week. Despite their three and six record to date, the Saints are still just a game back from first in the NFC South, something Johnson said the team is using as continued motivation. Definitely that. Um, you see we're only one game back. So that's one part of not panicking. But I feel like just in general, like if we panic, then I feel like we'll just be all out of whack. You know, we'll be having practice today rather than getting our bodies back. I feel like us just staying calm and staying cool, that's how, you know, we're just going to get it going. And I feel like if we start panicking, you know, that's when things really start to fall out of place. And, you know, that's where, you know, people start to turn on each other. And it just, it just doesn't look good. It's, it's not really good in the organization. We start to panic. So uh, definitely keeping your cool and composure is definitely something the organization has been um, well with ever since, you know, when, when, when Sean was here in 06. So it's like, just having that carry over to this staff and knowing that we don't have to panic and knowing that you know, we've been through some patches, but it's all good. We're going to be all right. And definitely a lot of that stems from, you know, us just being one game back from the division. So um, us just staying on track, us just staying cool, calm, and knowing that, you know, we, we can stack these games up just by, you know, doing what we do, winning games and just finishing um, we're going to be all right. For a look back at the Monday night game and the NFL season overall, let's bring in NFL Network's Kayla Burton. Kayla, thank you so much for joining me on the New Orleans Saints podcast. It was great to have you here on Monday night, although it didn't end the way that the Saints wanted to. You got to have your first experience in the Superdome. How was it? Oh, my gosh. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me on, Aaron. Awesome uh, hosting this and, and doing what you do. I loved it. It was like so cool I think I was more struck with just like what it looked like it was just such a football vibe and I've been at different stadiums so for me to see that I was like this is pretty cool they did tell me you yourself as, as well to wear a jacket because even though it is New Orleans and it can be humid it was cold in there and that was definitely the case so I think I came prepared but it, in terms of the actual stadium and just the environment, man, it was amazing. Yeah, I think all the media know now to like warn everybody else that it's really cold in there. And it's it's funny because it is indoors and you think the elements shouldn't be a big deal. It should be comfortable, but not not always the case there. You did a lot of prep leading up into the game, talk to some of the players. What was your your feeling, your takeaway and talking to the players leading up to the game? Yeah, so I was covering both teams for Monday Night Football, Ravens and Saints. So I was kind of going back and forth. And I think the, if we're talking like pregame, my focal points, I mean, there's so many storylines for both teams. One with the Ravens being Roquan Smith being added, um, which was a huge boost to their defense. And we saw that uh, on Monday. But for the Saints, you know, it, I, my focus and, and kind of everyone's attention was towards how this is such a beat up, offensive team right now in terms of injuries like no Michael Thomas obviously um Mark Ingram's out for a little bit 
Uh, so they've had to rely on, and, and then of course, Jarvis Landry, you know, being kind of a last second out, they've had to rely on their depth and not even depth because Alvin Kamara is not depth. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they've had to rely on like other players, including, you know, switching from Jameis Winston to Andy Dalton. And now he takes over. So it, it, I think the interesting part about all that is with, you know, all the number of injuries, the number of moving parts, there's still a top five offense on paper. Mm-hmm. Obviously that may not be the case now after what we just saw, but they have the right tools based off of what I was seeing and leading up to that point. Now, after the game, obviously, and we watch, it's not how the saints wanted to perform only having one touchdown later in the game. But, um, you know, like if, if Andy Dolan hit Marquez Callaway, boom, that's a touchdown. You know, we, I, he was wide open and you mm-hmm. saw Dalton was upset about that, but I, they're not far off. And this is a close division as well. Um, so I think that they have the right personnel defense. I'm going all over the place right now, but defense, <laughs> I think they look great, especially in the secondary. Um, but I just think offensively they need, I mean, Dennis Allen said it, you know, they, they need to do better on third downs on both sides of the ball. And then they also need a score <laughs> like plain and simple. Yeah. It was tough because we really felt like the saints put everything together in the game against the Raiders, obviously a 24 zero win looked like, man, we really turned the corner. And then to have that game Monday night kind of felt like the wheels fell off in, in all, you know, all areas. When you were watching the game, what stood out to you the most about what the Saints were or were not able to do? Great question. I think not running the ball as much as they should have. And what I mean by that is, like, you have to feed Alvin Kamara more. I mean, this guy he's had 15 touches at least in the past, you know, a few weeks and he's had four games with a hundred plus scrimmage yards. Now this one, I think he was held to what, like 62, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and he only had 12 touches. And I know it's like from 12 to 15, it's not just all going to rely on him, but when they don't run, I looked up the stat actually, I thought it was interesting when they are under 115 rush yards, they're zero and five. And we saw that um, when they're above that, when they're above 135 plus rush yards, they're three and one. So I think they need to run the ball. Like they have, you know, when they have guys like Alvin, Alvin Kamara, who came off of a great performance the week before with three touchdowns, and then you can spread the ball around too. Chris Olave, mm-hmm. um, you know, Juwan who got the touchdown later in that game. Like, I think he, I think he only had two receptions. Yeah. So I just think, you know, and, and Dennis Allen actually pointed out, listen, I'm no football analyst necessarily, but, um, I thought it was interesting what the coach said, of you know, for his team uh, saying we got to get more. There were too many three and outs or too many not enough third down conversions. So I think that they need to mainly running the ball. I think that gets some of those early downs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how the Saints you know, adjust going forward, especially with the injuries now to the offensive line. seems like we've been talking about injuries all season. It was something that we talked about when you were here for training camp early in the, um, early in the year, I guess back in August when you were here, what's been, you know, the differences between what you saw from the team in August, the conversation was then and what it was like this past week. Well, they had healthy players. I mean, they had a healthier Jameis Winston, you know, regardless of at this point, it's not necessarily about health. It's kind of about performance and who coach 
you know, is deciding between him and Dalton. Um, but as for the rest of the guys, like I kind of look at the Rams right now too. I cover their team and they're a beat up team right now. They're O-line. They've had a number of different offensive line guys literally for in eight games that they've played. Uh, they have rotated, they haven't had different combinations each game at the O-line. And like, that's football, you know, people are, players are going to get injured. That's the case. But when you don't have your top, top guys like Jarvis Landry, like Mark Ingram, like Michael Thomas, like that can deplete a team for sure. And this team's not depleted. Like, look at, look at the NFC South right now. I mean, it's a close race uh, because of the chaos that we're seeing, but this team is still, you know, regardless of whether or not they have the healthiest players, they're still able, they're, they're close. They're not far off. Mm -hmm. I look at, I think what stood out to me really in that game was like the Dalton to Martin to Callaway uh, almost touchdown, but he threw it over his head. Like that's you, you have to hit those targets. I mean, like he knows it, you know, he's a quarterback in the national football league. He understands, but when you don't have the specific pieces that you planned on coming into the season, those are the type of connections and those are the type of targets that you just have to connect with uh, to score earlier. Yeah. Consistency has been a big word that they've used already this week. You know, again, mentioning how it looked like everything came together against the Raiders and then it kind of fell apart. Like, how do you figure that out? So it's the same each week. Um, It's gonna be interesting going to Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, obviously coming off a bye there two and six. So they're not what we're used to seeing from the Steelers. And we're coming off a short week. So it might affect things. You mentioned that you cover the Rams. That is our next opponent coming up after the Steelers. You want to give us a little preview of, of what has been going on with that team? Well, right now we're just trying to figure out Matthew Stafford's going to play on Sunday. So right. I'll, I'll tell you this. Uh, I'm actually driving to their practice right now. Um, and we just found out the news that Stafford yesterday, that Stafford's been added to the concussion protocol. I, you know, we don't really know what's, what that means, what that looks like. Sean McVay says he's, they're optimistic. He's going to play when you get added to, or in the concussion protocol, there's like, you know, a process that you have to go through in order to get the green light to go. But regardless, whether he plays or not, uh, this is a beat up team as well. You know, they've definitely underperformed. Um, I think for starters, it has to do with the number of injuries on that O-line. I mean, they literally have gone through 10 plus players at the offensive line this season. And McVeigh is like, this is the most uh, players that I've had to rotate through in my career as a head coach. So, um, you know, I think there's an issue there for Stafford just being protected. Uh, he's been hit, sacked 28 times so far this season, um, which is a lot against him. And, and, you know, he's paying the cost for it. But I think also you know, I see a similar Saints offense and Rams offense and maybe not some of the most positive ways. They have the, both teams have the right personnel. I mean, shoot, Matthew Stafford has Cooper Cup, Allen Robinson, you know, the Daryl Henderson in the run game. But it's not clicking. There's And, and McVeigh said there's no continuity right now. I mean, the run game is is not up to par. Uh, they don't rush the ball as, you know, often as they want to. And um, but they have the right guys in the door. So I think for both teams, it's just figuring out strategies to one, get different looks and two, making sure that they get more first downs. There's too many, you know, non third down conversions that that is leading to, you know, wasted possession. Yeah. 
It's been half, we're halfway through the NFL season, which is wild to think about. If you like believe that flown oh by, it's crazy. <laughs> um, up until this point, what has been your favorite thing that you've covered or done? Oh my gosh. I haven't. That's such a good question. Uh, I mean, you can say it was your trip here for Monday night football. That's of course. Come (laughs) on. Even though I'm a West coast brat now and getting used to this warm weather. I mean, I mean, you guys get the warm weather too, but in that dome, woo, they, (laughs) they, they they crank up the AC a bit. I think my favorite thing so far, let me think about this. I would say, well, here, here, I'll give a new Orleans shout out. The food in New Orleans, Aaron, you took me to a great dinner spot and it was so phenomenal. So shout out you. I got the oysters. Mm-hmm. Aaron made sure that I, you know, got the good eats there. So uh, we, I'm happy that I was able to get a taste of New Orleans in the city like that. So that's a top, you know, a, a top memory for me. Okay. I think my favorite thing I have to say, I personally, I love um, covering like just being out here in Los Angeles, I'm, I'm grateful because I'm able to cover the Rams, but also be sent out towards different teams. Like I've been covering the Niners uh, um, time and t- like in mm-hmm. different areas and different scenarios. And then I've been hosting, you know, a Monday night football UK thing. That's really, really fun. So I don't know if I pinpoint like a specific thing, but I think just being able to get to explore and travel to different places like even just going to New Orleans for the Monday night football game and yeah talk about Saints and Ravens like I think collectively being able to uh just experience different things and also meet different teams and and the media it's it's really neat so yeah. all in all I would say just the the overall experience so far yeah well we always appreciate having you here and I appreciate the time on the podcast um I I don't know maybe we might have to reconnect after we play the Rams and kind of compare notes there but uh, hopefully we'll get you again at some point this season. I would love that. Thank you so much for having me. And hey, this uh, one more thing. The Saints may have to look out for TJ Watts. I think he may be back on yeah. Sunday as well. So here yeah. we go, Aaron. Here we I go. Know. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate this and all that you do. Thank you. Appreciate Kayla joining me on the podcast today. Still a lot of football left to be played, and it continues Sunday at Pittsburgh. The Steelers are 2-6 and six coming off a bye week. On Friday's podcast, ESPN NFL Nation reporter for the Steelers, Brooke Pryor, joins me for some insight on the opposition. Don't forget to head to NewOrleansSaints.com for all of the interviews, photos, and stories heading into this weekend's matchup. There are also a lot of contests to play under the Fan Zone tab on our site. Thanks for listening. Feel free to send me questions or comments for the podcast at Aaron E. Summers on Twitter. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek. Join us three times per week on NewOrleansSaints.com, the Saints mobile app, or you can download the podcast on iTunes. We'll see you next time right here on the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek.